Well, I've been a big fan of Carlton Sheets for many, many years. We actually date back to 1982, if you can believe that, some 27 years ago. He started doing this uh, professionally and teaching people about real estate under his own name in 1983. So many, many years of helping people not only become homeowners, but through investment in real estate to become millionaires. And we, of course, have seen that uh, has been uh, the number one infomercial uh, on TV for many, many years. He's got a great website, by the way, folks. CarltonSheets.com, Carlton with an E in it, so C-A-R-L-E-T-O-N, Sheets, S-E-S-H-E-E-T-S, CarltonSheets.com, just like it sounds. And Carlton, welcome to the program. It's great to have you back. Well, thank you, Steve. That's a very nice introduction, and it's good. I, I have the same feelings about you, a lot of a lot of admiration for your work and your and your success. Well, Carlton, we're going to do two programs here. The one today, we're going to talk about homeowners and the real estate market today, foreclosures, the special tax credit for first-time home buyers available in 2009. And then tomorrow, we're going to talk about what you've been talking about for years, which is real estate investing and how you can get, can actually go on to homes two, three, four, five. And go over the years on television, uh, mainly we have interviewed people who have followed your courses and I tell you, uh, I've met a lot of millionaires who own, you know, dozens mm-hmm. of houses at some point. But let's talk about the real estate market today. I was watching your video at CarltonSheets.com, and you, at the end of the video that you produced here, you're saying, uh, in a few years from now, people are going to seem like rich geniuses who bought homes this year. And uh, I, I suppose that's true, right? Because prices are way, way down. I just heard, uh, it was a little uh, news item. Uh, I think it was on ABC News from Las Vegas, a brand new home in Vegas, which listed for three fifty, three hundred and fifty thousand in two thousand seven, is now on sale for one fifty. It's unbelievable, Steve. In fact, I just heard uh, on the radio coming to the studio uh, yeah. a little news blurb about how prices have fallen again in January. And as a matter of fact, they they think that the properties have gone down in value, the median price of properties, about eighty thousand dollars since their peak in two thousand six. And they peaked out right. at about two hundred and thirty thousand dollars. So if they're down eighty thousand, that means the properties uh, are about one hundred and fifty thousand dollars median price right now. So the opportunities are just incredible. Well, my wife and I bought a home in two thousand six, so we're we're feeling the sting of it. The prices have come down in our neighborhood. Of course, there's something called the psychic value of owning real estate. We we love our home. Oh, absolutely. I think you're, a lot of people are in your in your situation. You know, there's a there's a certain psychology involved here, which is very negative. I was talking with a, a government employee a couple of months ago, and he bought a property in the area north of Palm Beach and paid about two hundred and fifty thousand for it. And he said he was fortunate to be able to put twenty percent down, which was uh, fifty thousand dollars. And he said the property was now worth about one hundred and seventy. So he's going to walk away. He did walk away from the mortgage, and that's right. too bad. I mean, he could afford to make the payments. But he thought, I feel like I'm putting good money after bad if my property is worth uh, twenty dollars or $30,000 less than I owe on it. This happened in the 1980s. They called it the neutron bomb mortgage where the people mm-hmm. walked away and the houses were still standing. So you would not recommend that people walk away from an upside-down situation? Well, I, I've got mixed feelings about it. It depends on how upside-down they are because I think that the market is going to be a while before it, it comes back to any, any uh, uh, degree of normalcy. And if that's the case and you're upside-down for three, four, five years, depending on how much you're upside down, it might be worth thinking about walking away from it. Isn't there a situation, instead of walking away, uh, quote-unquote, walking away, where you can go to the bank and hand them the keys? I just was going to say, you could give them a deed in lieu of foreclosure, which would be one way to protect your credit. The other way is go in and and talk to the mortgagee, that's the one that loaned the money to you, 
and try to work out some modification that would be would be acceptable to both parties. All right, there you go. Uh, now, over the years, Carlton, we've talked about uh, creative financing. I think I've told you a couple of times that in my lifetime, I have bought three homes using creative financing techniques that you teach. I would imagine that um, sellers right now being eager beavers, there is more creative financing available than ever. Oh, I think you're right. Absolutely. Sellers are highly motivated to sell their properties for a variety of reasons. Number one, the market is very slow. Uh, number two, they, uh, uh, they can't uh, necessarily afford the mortgage payments, or they don't want to. So we're finding an awful lot of, of very motivated sellers, in addition to the normal reasons like job transfer, divorce, death, uh, loss of job. So they're out there. Uh, a couple of things I want to mention here that I don't think or be, uh, don't believe are being adequately covered in the media, Carlton. The first, of course, we hear about the toxic mortgage market, people that borrowed a lot of mortgage dollars that didn't have very high incomes or any income at all, certainly didn't have the wherewithal to, to make the payments over time. But what's not being reported as much in the media is because of job loss and small business revenues being way down, there's a lot of good people out there that just can't make their monthly mortgage payment. Oh, absolutely. You're right. And I think there have been two parts to this uh, housing crisis. Number one is the a number of subprime loans that were made uh, over the last two years. And I think we're largely out of that. I think the problems with subprime loans, loans are, are largely gone, but we're moving into a whole new era of, uh, of interest resets where people borrowed money with either very low interest rates or no interest at all. And those are going to reset in the, in the years 2010 to 2012, most of them. And uh, right. th those resets, it's, it's kind of like the reverse of, of, uh, of a compound interest. Those, those mortgage amounts are growing rapidly as they pay below interest rates. And uh, so someone borrowed $150,000, for example, to buy a property and had a below market interest rate, they may very well owe $175,000 to $180,000. Mm. And, and uh, those are all going to reset over the next two and a half years. So I think we're going to see an awful lot more foreclosures as a result of that. Now, for people that had fixed-rate mortgages, uh, Carlton, from recent history, from, let's say, 6 to 7% range, would you run out and refi now? Well, it's kind of funny. You're, I was just talking about that with your producer, and uh, I yep. think it depends on how much you could save. Uh, uh, number one, if there's no prepayment penalty on your mortgage, I would consider it. Uh, number two, the cost of obtaining a new mortgage certainly come into, a, into a, a, a account. And uh, right. you might be able to negotiate with your existing lender to lower the payments or lower the interest rate. But I would say if you can save one and a half to two percent over your current mortgage interest, uh, I'd do it, or at least I'd look into it very seriously. Now, banks really don't want these homes back, do they? Especially in such quantities. Oh, they sure don't, and that's why your idea a moment ago of giving giving someone the keys and and, and a deed in lieu of foreclosure makes so much sense. No, they they're very unhappy about it. All right. Now, when I walk by a, when I drive by a sign that says uh, in a home for sale that says short sale. What are they telling me? You know, it's kind of interesting that that, that term, short sale, uh, to my knowledge, is, is a brand new term that I'd never heard of until two or three years ago. All right. And, and what it is, it's an attempt by the seller to induce a buyer to make an offer to the lender uh, short of the amount that's actually owned. So if a seller owes $150,000, for example, and is unable to make the mortgage payment or, or, or desperately needs to leave, he's inviting, usually through a broker, a buyer to make an offer of say a hundred thousand on the property, and uh, hopefully the mortgagee will take that. 
Uh, there are more lease options around than ever before. Oh, absolutely. There are. What a great way to buy property. In fact, that that government employee that I spoke of earlier, yeah. uh, I asked him what he's doing. He said, well, I went out and I rented a very nice three-bedroom, two-bath home for $1,100 a month in a nice part of town. And I said to him, I said, did you try to get a lease option? And he asked me what I meant. And I said, well, what if you'd offer $1,200 a month instead of 1100 but you asked for a credit of 400 against the purchase price uh, a month for a yep. period of two years? He said, mm-hmm. oh, I never thought about that. So <laughs> there's a lot of opportunity out there. And these are the things that astute investors are doing right now, Steve. They are. Okay, we're going to talk about more about the investing side tomorrow. I want to talk about the first-time homebuyer credit because having uh, our good friend Sandy Bakken on the program recently, Carlton, I want to mention the fact that uh, Sandy uh, reiterates here, this is an $8,000 tax credit that begins in buying a home 2009. And for first-time homebuyers, now, if you have not owned a primary, and the word primary is key because you can have actually a rental uh, investment or vacation properties. It doesn't count as part of the equation here. If you have not owned a primary residence for three years or longer, you qualify as a first-time home buyer and buying your next property as your primary residence, and you get an $8,000 tax credit. And Steve, I think that's a very important point you're making. It's not a tax deduction uh, like interest on your personal residence would be. It's actually a credit against the taxes you owed. So if you owe $10,000 in taxes, for example, and you've got a credit of 8000 that means the net amount that you would owe the IRS would be 2000 So it's a, it's a wonderful incentive, especially for people that have not, not lived in a property or owned a property before, or at least have, have not owned one for three years. All right, here's the toughest question I think I have for you today from a home ownership point of view. For people out there listening, Carlton, and there are lots of them who are behind in their mortgage payment, but they love their home and they want to save their home, what do they do? Well, if they're behind in their mortgage payments and probably their credit has been affected adversely, I think the best thing they can do is try to work out some sort of a solution to their problem with the lender. And if the lender is not willing to do that and they're behind in their payments and they've got no hope in catching up, then no matter how much they like the home, they're probably going to lose it, Steve. And that's so sad. I mean, that's happening to, to, to not to thousands of people, but literally to millions. To millions of people. Wow. Well, that's certainly dangerous. Uh, I I also read that because of the recession that we're in, that a lot of people's credit have been negatively affected for a lot of different reasons. Absolutely. I I read the other day that there are 19 million homeowners that are underwater in their property. That is 19 million that owe more than their property is worth. So it's going to take a, a long time for the system to clean that out, right? Oh, my goodness. And they estimate that of that... Of that 19 million, probably 8.1 million will go into foreclosure between this year and the year 2012. 8.1 million foreclosures. Mm. You know, it, it's so sad, Steve, and yet the opportunities are there for an investor to take advantage of, uh, of the marketplace. So in that situation, uh, we're looking at the new buyer coming in, uh, buying at probably, what, 20 You know, that's what I was thinking early on, but... In fact, I was telling people probably the opportunity to buy at wholesale is to buy 70 cents on the dollar. Yeah. And I've changed my mind on that. Just to give you an okay. example, I bought a duplex recently that had gone through foreclosure and the foreclosed amount was 382000 and I paid $93,000 for it, Steve. <laughs> 93000 so, Oh, my I'm, Lord. I'm no longer saying a 20 to 30% discount. I'm saying sometimes 70 to 75%. They're, there, they're there, out there. They're out there. Are there thousands of people scouring the records looking for those? I would think so. I, I really do. it within my, with my, with my, within my limited area, the people I talk to certainly are. 
but I think there are a lot of people that just don't know how to go about it and, and, and that are afraid. And that's too bad because the opportunities are there. You know, there's an old saying, uh, you, you mm-hmm. buy when blood is running in the streets. I think that was Andrew Carnegie that said that. And, and yes. regrettably, it, it, it's the old story when the stock market is hot and it's really going up fast, that's when people invest exactly the wrong time. That's the, exactly what yeah. Sir John Templeton told me at his home many years ago about the stock market and about real estate as well. Well, Carlton's going to be back with us tomorrow with a part two talking about investing in real estate, one of his favorite topics. We touched on it in this hour as well. Go to carltonsheets.com. There's an E after Carl. carltonsheets.com for a great, great website.